What's up, guys? It's Ragbag bringing you another edition of Regular Guy Gaming. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's uh, episode. Well, kind of like this year's episode because we haven't done an episode in a super long time. Apologies on that. Uh, Regular Guy Gaming will tell you about himself a little bit uh, in his portion of this uh, episode. But uh, just for myself, you know, it was a really busy season at work and then things just kind of got lost and, uh, you know... We just didn't really have time to connect. RGG had a lot of things going on in his life that he had to uh, take care of. And, you know, I had some stuff going on as well uh, where I couldn't champion the podcast. So we kind of we kind of took a little bit of a hiatus, but uh, we've got some episodes uh, piled up right now. RGG doing some work, hating on Anthem, EA, and uh, he's going to be talking about that quite a bit in the uh, the the interview segment. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I, I took my dog on a walk yesterday and just pre-listened to it because we all know how much RGG loves to, uh, you know, ask me to do things for him like 35 minutes into the episode. Uh, so then I have to like timestamp it and make sure I can get those fucking things in for him, uh, to make him happy. But he didn't really do that for this one. So I listened to the whole fucking thing anyways, but it's a good, uh, it's a good listen guys. He gets hot. And, uh, that's what we always like when people get hot and complain and, and all this other fun stuff so uh make sure to stick around for that as well as just kind of hearing uh updates in his life what he's got going on uh again just very very busy time for the both of us but happy to be bringing you another episode um kind of turning into the office for the ross Family matters podcast he sent me this episode like two weeks ago maybe i don't i don't know and i just i had some stuff going on my basement got flooded and you know, to, to be quite honest, this is uh, this weekend. Hopefully, I'm releasing this a little bit later today. But this is the first weekend that I've had where I haven't had to do jack shit, and uh, stuff still pops up. You know, it's like, man, when can I get one of those fucking days where uh, I just can sit, you know, sit around and, and play Red Dead for like eight straight hours? Because it's uh, I thought it was going to be today, and it definitely wasn't. So. Uh, Recording this intro, I'll give you guys uh, my take on RGG's uh, shitting on Anthem uh, when we come back. Uh, I know at the very beginning he talks up this intro pretty big. To get these episodes out in a more timely manner, just to put a little bit, you know, honestly, I would, I would hope that people aren't listening to this shit because of the intro, the music and stuff. If you are, apologies, but uh, just to make it easier on myself and putting these things together... Um, there'll probably be minimal, you know, sound effects and all this other bullshit. I mean, if we start getting paid for this, if we start getting sponsors or we get like thousands upon thousands of hits, I'll start taking more time uh, to do that. But, you know, I think I would imagine many of you are listening because you want to hear about gaming news. You want to know uh, what what uh, some others people, you know, you want to either validate your concerns or hear the opposite sides of your concerns. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing. So, um speaking of this awesome intro i'm ending it right now we'll send it over to rgg and i'll see you guys in there flippity flop flop ladies and gentlemen welcome to regular guy gaming with host rgg and co-host ragbag look i know it's been a while i've been gone for the last for the couple months we did a 2018 review, which for single player was absolutely amazing. Where have I been? Well, I've been moving. I've been all over the place. But right now, I'm settled. I'm home. I'm with my daughter, which is absolutely amazing. And now I'm able to put an episode out. But this episode 
it's going to be a little bit different. And bear with me because I have notes down. I'm, I'm taking, I have a little bit of different format. I'm going to talk about and review a game from my point of view instead of usually I have um, a rag bag do it. Which, by the way, I don't know why I'm doing this. I mean, I need to take a second and step the fuck back. Because the one thing I need to make clear is that that opener that Ragbag did, without a shadow of a doubt, is one of the best openers ever. I don't know how he's going to top that opener. In fact, we're probably done. This is probably the last episode because the opener was that damn good. Good job, Ragbag. Great opener. Let's get back to what we're talking about here. I'm... This is going to be a little bit of a rant episode because I am really angry, I'm really annoyed, and I'm really disappointed in my friends. I'm disappointed in people in my life that call themselves gamers. They have been gamers for a really long time, and they have shown me that they are not immune to predatory selling practices, to they're not immune. That the bullshit that's going on with the AAA titles lately, like Activision, EA, uh, Bioware, you know, under EA, uh, Bethesda, the shit that they're trying to get away with, I have found that some of my closest friends are not, they're not immune to it. And I'm talking about Anthem. Anthem is a game that has really separated the people from the know and not know. Those that have been following a game and those that have not been following a game and jump into it and think it's amazing. I have realized that Anthem is the type of game that perfectly... Perfectly... Uh, 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 puts together the difference between a casual gamer and a hardcore gamer. Because Anthem is most definitely aimed at the casual, uneducated gamer. Guys, we're entering into a service, uh, and not a service, we're entering into an era of games as a service. What this is, it's a, it's a way for developers and publishers to release Triple A titles at a cheaper price and generate revenue through DLC, things like season passes and downloadable content and micro uh, uh, microtransactions. The problem is, rarely do any of these games actually launch well at all. A lot of the time, these AAA games that are offering games as a service, a lot of the patches, a lot of the updates are served to fix things that should have been done right off the bat. So that $60 game you're playing that should have been finished right away, they're actually saving bugs in which they could have fixed, and they're fixing it later. They just want to get that, that, that initial wave, that initial wave of people that aren't paying attention. This is about Anthem. Anthem is a game that has exposed Anthem has exposed what type of gamer you are. 
Are you an informed gamer, or are you just a person that sees a game, it looks great, you see uh, commercials for it, and you're like, I gotta get that game. This is amazing. Because this game has most definitely grabbed the attention of casuals and people that don't pay attention. First off, let's talk about one of the reasons this is, is because of graphics. The graphics of the game are absolutely amazing. The game is beautiful, and that is just the truth. It is one of the best-looking games out there right now. It, and in 4K, true 4K, holy shit. You can get lost just by flying around in the world and taking a look and going to places like, can I go over there? Yes, you can. Look at that. The the wildlife in the game is absolutely amazing. Like The game can trick you because it looks so good and the combat is so satisfying it can be a little bit if you're not if you don't know any better it can be addicting the game's graphics and combat are so good that that positive reinforcement can spill over into other negative things when you're playing with your friends if you know granted you have friends that you can play with as opposed to just being randomly put in with somebody else at some random part in the story it is a lot of fun. You can do a lot of awesome things with your friends. And the story, although it's short, at least it has a story. It's it's something that like Destiny did not do. It's it, at least it learned from Destiny. Um it's actually a story that's even just a tad bit better than Mass Effect Andromeda. Remember, this is BioWare. Um like I said, the wildlife the gameplay, the 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 sheer spectacle, the 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 awe, what they put in front of you at first is absolutely what they what is designed to get you hooked is where it needs to be. Keep in mind, this is Bioware people, the people that are responsible for Baldur's Gate 2, Knights of the Old Republic. They are responsible for Mass Effect. They are known for building worlds and building stories. This is what they do. This is their thing. Here are some problems with Anthem. You can't do anything without seeing a load screen. In fact, go check it out. His name is Angry Joe. He took the amount of loading screens there are and the amount of game from going point A to point B. There is more loading, loading time in the game than you actually get to actually play. When you're trying to switch in between menus, you get a loading screen. When you're trying to do almost anything, you get a loading screen. A lot of the progression is blocked in the game. It, it, it really is. It's blocked behind grinding missions. The AI in, in, in Anthem is absolutely atrocious. And on top of that, not only is it horrible, there are times when, like, they'll just, they'll just sit there and they're just sponge bodies. They just sit there and you just unload bullets in them. And they don't do anything. That's great that you have a really awesome combo with your friend, but... The, the mob is just standing there doing doing absolutely nothing. There's a lot of reuse of assets in the game, like titans. You fight a lot of the same... First, when you find a titan or that boss, you're like, oh, this is dope. 
but they reuse it over and over and over again. Another problem with the game, this is a looter shooter, okay? Go back to, like, if you've played, um, uh, I can't think of the name right now, um, Borderlands 2, okay? Destiny 1 and 2. This is a looter shooter. There should probably be better loot than what there is. A lot of the loot, loot is it's literally you're picking between crap loot and the same model for things. It really turns into a color. You're just trying to find the differences between a blue, a green, and epic, like epics, led, you know, that's really what you're doing. And the demo, here's a problem with the demo. So the demo, the, here's the problem. The demo showed something that you're not playing. The demo showed a, a I think it's called a Sentinel. The demo in 2017, they showed a, a a sentinel walking through a city as you as you enter into the city, and it's it's live and it's vibrant, and you're and you're a part of this world. The actual game sentinels don't move at all. That's that's not actually that's not actually what happens at all. There is a demo out there that shows your the amount of customizations to do to your javelin, your emotes, different things for your armor. Yeah, no. When you beat the game, if you just play through, there's only two. There's about two options altogether for different things. Something you have to buy one of them. There's not many options at all. Nowhere near the amount of options shown in the demo. The game most definitely misrepresented itself. And the missions are literally the same thing. It is the same kind of mission of gauntlets of enemies, protect a point, and fetch quests. It is that over and over again. I had a friend say that the story, this is where we're at now in the gaming world. We're at a, we're at a point now where I had a friend say the story, the Anthem story was better than the Witcher story. Those of you that have played Anthem and can honestly put some fanboy aside and that feeling of, oh no, how dare you? No, let's just be real here. Better than The Witcher. That is complete bullshit. That is absolute, what that is, is fanboy. That is someone that did not pay attention to what was promised as opposed to what you got. Misleading, predatory practices to take advantage of people that are not educated on the product. And they are getting their money out of you. That's what's called an MVP or a minimal value product. That's what's happening. It is AAA titles releasing games at the lowest cost, the most minimal, the minimal bottom line. And they're hoping through DLC and season passes that they can get that money, that they can get that money. And, and then they use that time to update and fix bugs when really it's supposed to be for new content. That is not what you're, you're not spending 60 bucks for a game to be to be to, to be fixed. You're not spending 60 bucks uh, to be a tester. You're not QA. You're not quality assurance. I've done quality assurance. I've done that job. I worked on Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. I've worked on that game and worked on that game. I had a great time. I know what it's like to bug a game. And for some of these bugs in Anthem, for example, uh, just the AI standing there, literally all the time. The AI not fighting back, just sitting there. Mobs appearing out of thin air. These are, with the amount of people bugging a game. When I worked at EA, 
I'm sorry, when I worked at Activision Blizzard, we were in a, a warehouse. It's not a warehouse, but it's I'm just going to use the term warehouse. We were in, uh, it was a non-marked two buildings with probably, there's like a few hundred of us. If you look at the QA list that goes by, the amount of people that test the game, it is long. The list is long. When you're watching the credits of a game, it goes on and on and on. Because there's a few hundred people testing the game. And these are the things you're supposed to do. One of the things I had to do was equip a camo skin and play a certain level. And what I had to do is I had to use all the different skins that were available for, and I mean, these are like 10 hour shifts when it comes to gold, close to gold, which means release. A gold game is a game that is going to be released to the public. You end up going through all the camos, all the different weapon designs through the same level over and over and over again because you never know what is going to cause a bug or what's going to break the game. They couldn't even do that with Anthem. They could not take the time to bug it like that, to go through and give it the same quality and love because they wanted to get the game out and get a hold of that initial wave to get that pay, to get that bottom line initial wave. Why? Because EA has, I mean, sorry, yeah, EA has been fucking up in their other games. And they've been losing money. If you look it up, they're losing money. And they are trying to find ways to stop the bleeding. Here is another problem. Your javelin, the suit that you're wearing. There's no customization to the level at which it showed in the demo. It is missing a ton of content. It is literally, it's missing things. The weapons, there's only like four or five different type of weapons to choose from. And at a glance, you can't tell the difference between any of them. You can't tell the difference between skins. Like I said, it comes down between colors. When it comes, this is a shooter looter. None the, the loot is pure garbage. You're sifting through garbage loot. And then, when it's down to it, you find out exactly which is actually better to use. You know which is better. So a lot of the loot is even worthless because there are stats that are just clearly the best ones to, to use. There aren't many times you're like, well, there's this, so maybe I go with that or this. Keep again, Keep in mind, guys. This is coming from the people that made Mass Effect and Knights of the Old Republic, Baldur's Gate 2, Knights of the Old, on, like, online. This is coming from people that understand how to create a world and tell a story and make you have to make choices. Guys, the E3 gameplay showed Striders moving around, them blowing up in gameplay. That never happens. It never happens. There is a time... When the freelancers are fighting the Dominion, they overwhelm the 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 they overwhelm um, one of the places you're at, and it's absolutely beautiful. It's like amazing when you watch it. It's like God, this is great. I can't wait to play it. Some of the best things that happen in the game, you actually watch. You don't actually do it yourself. You watch it, and then you play afterwards. You don't do any of the cool shit. None of it. The negatives far outweigh the positives in this game. And it bothers me that I have friends. I have people. There are people in my life that can't tell the difference. That is really where we're at today. AAA titles have done such a good job of lowering the expectation. Remember when Knights of the Old Republic 2 came out? People were annoyed. People didn't rate that game as high as the first one. Because it didn't quite... Fit the, it was a little, 
it didn't do as well. The ending was absolutely horrible. But nowadays, that'd actually be considered a good ending. If this game had released then, it would have been destroyed. For someone to say the storyline is just as good as Witcher tells me that they have just become conditioned to bullshit releases. This game is universally negatively reviewed. Here's the reason why I'm bringing that up. People will often say, well, I went to this game without any preconceived notions. I went into this game without any, without having some, any expectations. And that's okay. At some point in time, I get that. But at some point in time, you need to be responsible. You need to be, you need to be, you need to be a responsible consumer. You need to know what you're buying because you don't want to support bullshit because eventually, not eventually, it has happened. You see what's happened. Look at what's happening to EA stock. Battlefront 2 is a great example. What happens is people see these these great graphics. They're like, holy shit, the game looks great. It's a first-person shooter. And they see awesome gameplay. And like, look... It looks great, there's awesome gameplay, there's nothing wrong with the game. Bullshit. Knights of the Old Republic was a microtransaction nightmare. And it's funny on how when Knights of the... I'm sorry, when Battlefront 2... When Battlefront... I I think I said Knights of the Old Republic, I didn't mean to say that. Battlefront 2 came out. Great graphics, great gameplay. The rest of the game was garbage. And it went downhill. They canceled the micro they eventually got rid of the microtransactions completely because it was so clear it was predatory countries had it so that it was illegal even to take part in it because it was literally gambling is what it was it was so clear how they were trying to make their money was off of microtransactions and giving you an mvp a minimal value product that one second here i lost my thought i'm sorry i'm i'm really i'm i'm getting i i am I'm frustrated. I get really frustrated with this. That people's expectations, people's expectations are low. They no longer go into a game going, I want a $60 game. These are $60 fucking games that you're buying and you're not getting the $60 worth. They're telling you, we are going to support this game for another 10 years. So you're buying the idea of what the game can be as opposed to what the game is now. Once again, as I was saying, the game is universally negatively reviewed. Here's another problem I have. Are people that are so, so tribal within a game. They're so, well, I refuse to believe that they refuse to accept people. They refuse to accept reviews. Reviews where these people have been reviewing games for 20 years, two decades. These people know exactly what they are reviewing. They know story. They know game. The same people that reviewed Knights of the Old Republic, Mass Effect, Dragon Age, Mass Effect Andromeda. Remember how, how pissed off everyone was Mass Effect Everyone was about Mass Effect Andromeda. Universally received, the ending of that was negative. The way the game worked, over, the way the game was, was negative. It was a shell of its of, of Mass Effect, of its former self. And only through patches and updates did the game actually become, did people actually like it. it they had to patch the game to make it better. That's not what Mass Effect is about. What happened was people are done people are not listening to reviews and they think 
for some reason, they think either it becomes like a competition. For example, the person that said the storyline of of Anthem was better than than The Witcher, that person, for some reason, felt they needed to stand up. Uh, they needed to stand up for Anthem. Maybe a side of them is fully aware that the universal review is negative. These are the same people that will say, well, Mass Effect's amazing. Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2 was a Baldur's Gate 2 was amazing. Then why is it all of a sudden we're not listening to these reviewers? Why have all of a sudden, it's like, you know what? The reviewers don't know what they're talking about. They do. People are being willfully ignorant. There's a reason why games like like drag I'm sorry games like oh by the way they also did Dragon Age Inquisit Dragon Age 1 2 and, Inqu and and Inquisition and Dragon Age 1 was amazing Dragon Age 2 was garbage Dragon Age Inquisition was meh all right there's a reason for all this actually the frostbite engine you, you I'll tell you this what's happening is people it's like against the anti intellectual movement that's going on the people that think the world is is flat and not round it's like if someone who knows what they're talking about it's like let's be against what people are talking about it's almost like it's a badge of pride i played anthem and although all the people out there are saying they dislike it i liked it it's like a badge of pride that you're playing a shitty game you're playing a game that has roadblock that has roadblock progression that reuses assets we're talking the end game the end game is three the strongholds is three things reuse they reuse assets in that one of them is just the end game boss again and another one is a scar tank but it has shields it's the same thing you're fighting, and they're hoping that you're not going to notice it. They're hoping that you're going to see beautiful graphics, and you're going to go, oh, wow, this is so much fun. When a game is universally negatively reviewed, reviewed you kind of have to think to yourself, why? Because maybe there's something to it. Because if everyone out there is reviewing God of War, and everyone's saying, you know, the newest God of War that came out, that was amazing. And you're getting the same 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. And it's people that are not, and they're not colluding with each other. It's separate reviewers and you're getting the same review. That says something. You're getting the same review with Anthem and it's all 5 out of 10, 6 out of 10. You're getting shitty loot. It's supposed to be a shooter looter, but there's no loot. You're choosing between garbage loot. And when you do get stuff that's nice, you know a certain stat or something you're looking for that's so obvious you need, you pass on other loot. No customization. The story is bland. At least there's a story there in a shooter looter, but it's bland. You run into these issues. At some point in time, you've got to learn, I believe, you've got to learn to start listening. And as long as people don't do that, EA... Activision, uh, Bethesda, they will continue to pump out these half-assed games because they know people will buy it and they can get as much money for as little effort as possible. For some of you who are wondering what happened to Bioware, as you know, they are under EA. EA is one of the publishers. One of the things is they have to be a part of what's called the Frostbite engine. The Frostbite engine was designed for first-person shooters. The Frostbite engine was not designed for third-person gaming. And so they have to work and create things. For example, like inventory. Have you noticed 
that inventory is kind of fucked up in Anthem? Have you noticed you have to go through constant loading screens? Have you noticed you have to go through a lot just to check your inventory? Has anyone noticed that yet? It's because of the Frostbite engine. The engine that EA requires all these developers to build their game off of makes it very difficult for them to make the game they want to make. Before, they were able to use an engine that works best for them, but they now have to use a Frostbite engine, which is causing problems, which is giving you, the consumer, a shitty product. Let's look at a game that does a game service, a free-to-play game that you have to spend no money on what let's look at the let's compare the experience we'll use fortnite fortnite by epic games epic games is not a triple a publisher not by a long shot they one of the the most famous games they did which most most of you probably don't know about is called infinity blade that was on mobile device i played it it was absolutely amazing i loved the game yes it had microtransactions but even then it made it clear what the microtransactions were and they didn't hide that from you. Fortnite is a true free-to-play game. Fortnite, you don't have to spend a dime and you get the entire experience. You get, there is nothing held back from you because you didn't pay money. Anthem, on the other hand, hand is not doing that right now. Anthem, as of right now, did not release to you a full product. They're, they're sending patches through to fix the full product. You're playing, I'm playing Fortnite for free. I've gave them, given them no money and I have the full experience and it's absolutely amazing. It makes me want to give them money. A $60, a free game is outdoing a $60 game. Now, others will say, well, what about Apex Legends? That's, that's EA. No, that's not EA. It's Respawn. Respawn is the developer. That, let's keep in mind that the publisher is EA, but Respawn had everything to do with Apex Legends, and they did everything they could to separate themselves from EA by making it clear what the loot boxes were, what you're going to get in them. They tell you the percentage, and they made sure that the game is a true free-to-play experience. You will get... The full game for free. You don't have to spend a dime. Why is it that Apex Legends, which is under EA, which is completely free, is a better experience, a better, more full, longer lasting game than a $60 game in Anthem? At this point in time, I believe that people that are not able to see this, that are not able to break down a game, when they see the graphics and they see some of the combat, they're like, oh, this is amazing. They excuse. They have been so watered down. They have been, they're in a, a, a they're in a world where everything is, is they, they expect less for more now. They're okay with spending 60 bucks. This, the way, the way gaming, the gaming industry is now, I no longer buy games on opening day. I used to do that, but I got burned. No Man's Sky is a perfect example of that. We've talked about No Man's Sky multiple times here. No Man's Sky, the great thing about No Man's Sky... Well, I'm sorry, not great thing. No Man's Sky had so much potential to be one of the greatest games uh, in that genre created. A, a, a exploratory game. Something different, actually. Its own genre. But that's not what happened. The developer went out and lied about shit. 
And it took a year, almost a year later, right now, No Man's Sky is exactly everything they said that that game was going to be. Sad thing is, it took a year later for that to happen. One whole year. If No Man's Sky was to release today, if it was to release today, I'm sorry, if it was released back then what it was today, people would have lost their fucking minds and people would still be playing that today. But unfortunately, it got rushed out. No Man's Sky was another bait and switch and that's what Anthem was. And what you're going to see, and it is happening, is it's fatigued. The game is very grindy and you're going to see people get burnt out and that's what's happening. You're going to look at the sales and that's what's happening. It it didn't sell anywhere near as what they projected it. It is because once again, EA is at it. They did it again. Give you bullshit for the maximum amount of money and the minimum amount of effort. I am... I am turned off. I am um, salty towards the gaming community right now. Right now, Sony is pretty much the only uh, Sony and Nintendo. The Switch. Uh, I'm sorry. Not uh, yeah. The Switch. These guys, like, they're the only ones that I think are left that are actually trying to give us great full single player experiences. It's getting to the point now to where people are expecting a shitty. A game that has bugs, and they say, well, wait till the patch. You shouldn't have to fucking wait till the patch. The game should be perfect, just done right off the bat, day one. And patches after that should be, if it's a game service, if it's a game designed for 10 years, guys, keep in mind, they said they want Anthem to be, to be, um, uh, they want it to be supported for 10 years from now. Those of you that are playing the game, is there 10 years worth of content? Well, no, I mean, that's going to come over time. No, it should be there right now, and everything else is an added bonus. Because that's what Fortnite and Apex Legends is doing. Every The game is right now is fucking amazing right now. Everything they're doing from there on out is an added bonus. That makes you just want to play the game longer. But unfortunately, somehow people are giving Bioware... A pass. Bioware used to earn a pass because it was known for its great storytelling. But after Mass Effect Andromeda, people should have then went, okay, something's going on. And that was when they had to pick up the Frostbite engine. Guys, at some point in time, when are you going to get your head out your asses and stop being fanboys and realize you're being fucking taken advantage of? Your dollar, you're you're being lied to. The E3 2017 gameplay of Anthem is not the same thing that you have right now. And it's annoying. It's frustrating. I no longer go out and get games day one. I wait. Because I trust Metacritics. I trust the overall meta review. Anthem, I'm pissed off. $60. I feel like a fool. I feel really foolish. I feel like I got had. I feel like I got, like I got, like, I just feel like I got, I was lied to, and I was. The game is not what they made it out to be. And for those of you out there that are playing the game, I am glad that you're able to have fun. I'm glad that you're able to find fun in it. But for those of you that were following the game, remember, this is a game that took six years, and you have barely any armor customization. 
You have barely anything that would suggest that a game has been in production, been been being made for six years. That's not what this game suggests at all. This game suggests that it was in development for two years. And if that was the case, if they flat out said that this game is in development for two years, holy shit. No, six years. You didn't get what you paid for, but some of you are not going to realize that because you saw something pretty. You saw some pretty graphics and you saw some awesome combat. And even though you saw a few NPCs just stand there and they were just bullet sponges, you ignored that. And even though you notice you're doing mostly protect a point wave spawning, you know, enemy wave quests and fetch quests, you know, you're ignoring that. You're going, you know, fine. And even those cinematics are better than the actual game itself, you're ignoring that. You're ignoring that. It's shit like that on why we continue to get games like Fallout 76. You know, Bethesda. These guys, who are also amazing. Yes, they release some buggy shit, but never like Fallout 76. We all know about EA Battlefront. We all know about, obviously I talked about No Man's Sky. The games out there that are that are bait and switching. For those of you that are not educating yourself as gamers, and you're just buying a game because it looks cool, or you saw a commercial for it, and you're like, holy crap, I want to get this, and you believe the hype without educating yourself, you're doing the gaming community a disservice. You're doing yourself a disservice. And you are help feeding into predatory practices that these AAA gaming industries, these gaming publishers are practicing. Getting as much money out of us with as minimal work as possible. I am disappointed. I Mortal Kombat 11. I, I, we're going to talk about Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat 11 with Riles Beniles. That's coming out here soon. Mortal Com- The NetherRealm Studios does a great job with their gra- games. Awesome stories. A fact that it actually has real actual uh, Street Fighter. I am a Street Fighter fanboy. I wasn't dumb. When Street Fighter V was first released, I released, I was fully aware they released nowhere near a finished product. It was just a quick fighting game to get on the market for Evo. I knew that. The story, there was no story. There was no story mode. Like, it was, it was, the content of the game was garbage. Single player content was garbage. And I knew that. And I was pissed off. It took them almost two years in order to release a full actual working game. That's because people are supporting this with their dollars. But if you've noticed, if you've noticed, Bungie has Destiny back. EA has given up Destiny. They have lost so much money because what's been going on, they gave up. They're like, we're done with Destiny. That's what EA does. They move on. Do you really truly believe that Anthem is going to get 10 years worth of, of content? 10 years. This is what they said. 10 years worth of of new things when they're working on bugs and just trying to get the game as it is to work now, what you're going to get is a skeleton crew to give the idea that they're working on the game. They're going to give the idea that, oh no, we're still working on the game to just try and keep a little bit of microtransaction revenue coming through. That's what they're going to do. And then they're going to say things like, oh no, we're listening to you. We're hearing you. But what are you going to get for content? Other than what's already what was planned. Don't be surprised if by this time next year, the game is in the same place Fallout 76 is. Nowhere. 
nowhere at all. Didn't get anywhere whatsoever. Because they never actually truly planned. They never actually put in place the next phase. They were expecting and hoping that huge rush of money would come in so that they can take that and possibly and work on more down the road. That's not what happened. It was a cash grab. Come back to this episode a year later and tell me. I'll be I will be glad I will be happy. I will say I was wrong. But Fallout 76 didn't even make it a year and that game is dead. This game is already on a decline. One, it didn't sell nowhere near as much as it should have because of EA because what EA has been doing. Come back to this game. Come back to this game a year from now. Let's see where you're at. Let's see if you still truly think this game is as good as The Witcher. What the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Stop supporting this bullshit. We're going to continue to get bullshit as long as you continue to give... We're going to get bullshit as long as you support bullshit. This is, this is me complaining. And I wrote notes. I have notes down about this. A shooter looter with no loot. Guys, what the fuck's going on here? This is insulting. Once again, an E3 demo that is better than the actual game. And people aren't paying attention. They're getting caught by pretty lights. Oh wow, pretty lights. A Wizard of Oz effect. Paying no attention to the man behind the curtain. Because that's what Anthem is. It's a Wizard of Oz game. You You have the Wizard of Oz. And he's sitting there. And he's massive, and he's big, and all the special effects. Boom, boom, boom. And everyone's standing there in front of him. Holy shit. But really, it's just a shell of what's actually going on. Just a really scared dude. Just a really scared thing behind a curtain. So there you guys go. Pay no attention to the game behind the curtain. Pay no attention to what you're actually playing. You're actually playing the shell of a game. You're just caught up by some graphics right now. Fucking A, guys. Really disappointed in this game. I'm disappointed in some of you. I'm just disappointed in general. People sticking up for a game that without a, with right now, if you just look at it. Guys, I want you to do me a favor. Look at the E3 gameplay demo and look at the game right now. Look at them both side to side. Bring up, bring up YouTube and look at Anthem E3 demo. And then in another page, bring up Gameplay 2019 Anthem. And look at them side side by side. You should see the same game. But that's not what you're going to see. You're going to see the demo has a lot more work in it. Than the actual one that was sold to you. That is false advertising. That is trying to get your money. You're being fucked over. And a lot of, a lot of people are going with it. Fucking A. I'm just really disappointed. So there's my rant. Thank you for listening, Regular Guy Gaming. I know this was a very negative episode. I know this probably wasn't uh, what you were wanting uh, coming back after a long hiatus. I've been moving. I've been getting stuff done. But I had to say something. It's getting to be really bad. I don't even play I don't even play Hearthstone anymore because I refuse to support Activision and what they're doing. I refuse to support it. I mean, look what they did with Diablo. Guys, Diablo got announced. It's a fucking mobile game. You know, Alien Isolation. Yeah, yeah, the sequel to that, a fucking mobile game. They're, they're treating us, they're literally, they're, they're catering to the lowest common denominator. 
a lot of these AAA titles are going, we need the casuals. But at least we have Sony and Nintendo. Sony and Nintendo are going, no, fuck that. We have quality and we're going to keep that quality. That's what we're doing. Sony is so dope that they delayed, they delayed Metroid. They delayed Metroid, I think Metroid 4. Because they were not happy with what it was. They're starting production all over again. And they're changing the, 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 the developers. They're changing the studio in which it's being de- uh, made. And then the president s- apologized. They made a video apologizing to the people. That's some shit right there. They could have easily released where the game is at. With some of you, with the way you are, they could have released Metroid Prime and made a shit ton of money. And then got a shitty review. But they would have made a lot of money. Nintendo was like, we're not doing that. Nintendo went the high ground. You want a perfect example. You look at Nintendo. They decided to delay Metroid Prime. And not even say, we don't know when it's going to be released. Because they have to start over with production. That means assets. Everything from the very beginning. They scrapped it. Because they looked at whatever game, what's going on right now. They said, that is not what this game is about. They have pride. They have pride in what they're sending, what they're selling to people. And they apologize. That's what the fuck you do. Sony with God of War. DLC. Some of you are wondering, where's the DLC at? There was DLC. They had an idea for DLC. But it was so big, it was so massive, that it could have been a second game. And then on top of that, they felt like they wouldn't have got it right. They didn't want to give DLC, this is DLC we're talking about here, which 90% of most people would accept non-perfect DLC. We did with uh, um, Horizon Dawn, DLC wasn't that great, but you know what? We love the game so much, oh well, we gave a lot of passes. They didn't do that with God of War. Sony didn't do it, they didn't do it. They went, no, we are not going to release this DLC because we couldn't quite, they couldn't, pin it down and they couldn't quite get it right so they did a new game plus instead and we're all happy for it it's okay so before you guys sit there and and sit on top of your well we're not going to listen we're going to make up our own mind which is very good i'm going to say you making up your own mind is fucking wrong if you're not paying attention to the history of what bioware is and what they've done anthem does not honor games such as knights of the old republic mass effect dragon age one and boulders gate two It's garbage. It's complete garbage. And you're settling for less. Thank God that Nintendo knows better than we as consumers do. Thank God that Sony knows better than we as consumers do. This is Regular Guy Gaming. Thank you guys very much for listening. I'm pissed off. I'm no longer getting games day one release, which is not normal for me. I'm not even going to get Mortal Kombat day one release. And I, I mean, this is Mortal Kombat 11. This is these guys have always proven that they know what they're doing. And they're on, and they, and they're releasing great content, great storyline—not the greatest, but better storylines in regular fighting games. I'm not going to get it day one. That's a 40-some minute rant. Thank you guys very much. This is Regular Guy Gaming. Make sure you guys follow us on Grapple Talk. I know I've been gone for a while. Thank you very much. And just you know what? Fuck it. Overall, I'm tired of this bullshit, and I'm really fucking annoyed that I'm stuck to playing basically Fortnite because every other game right now is pissing me the fuck off, and I've already played all the awesome great games, and don't get me started on Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2 Online, holy fuck, two different people made that game, the Red Dead Redemption Online 2 is fucking dead, 
another waste of goddamn time, a grab for cash, that I'm sure the developers of the story, the single player experience are fucking pissed off that they're even lumped in on that. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm handing this over to Ragbag. Well, there you have it from RGG, ending things on a hot note. Um, Just a really interesting topic of discussion, you know, I think... Uh, for a very long time, and I think if you, you know, it's similar to like I, I liken a lot of things to wrestling on this podcast because technically it's on a on a wrestling podcast network. Um, but to me, you know, RGG and myself are very much like the internet wrestling community. Um, we take gaming very serious, uh, you know, and when we're promised things and we don't get it, if we're disappointed on it, we get fairly upset about it. Um, as he was mentioning with uh, Anthem in particular, you know, I think uh, a lot of the hate comes from expectations, you know, and I always find that I think that's a very interesting topic of discussion, too, because with all of the um, abilities that games have nowadays to just kind of uh, pack features into them, like a God of War, like uh, like a Red Dead Redemption you know, um, there's just so many things that we can do. And then you look at those games and their primary focus, at least right away, was uh, single player modes. But then you look at Anthem and it's like, is it, a, is it a single player? Is it a multiplayer? And then, you know, you also look at, you know, where does all the work go? The time that the, the time breakdowns, you know, if they put X amount of hours into online play and trying to make that as smooth as possible. Can they put as much time into, into packing features or, or, or single player campaigns? I don't know. I've never worked on a game. I have no idea what that process is like. But at the same time, too, what I'm trying to explain is simply expectations. So if Anthem wouldn't have, if EA wouldn't have come out two years ago, or whoever the fuck made this game, Bioware, I don't know who made it, and, you know, blew this game up as, like, the next coming of Jesus, would we, you know, if they didn't do that, would we be as upset right now? Like, if it kind of flew under the radar a little bit, they didn't do the marketing campaigns and things like that. Would we be as disappointed or would we just be like, ah, it's a $60 game. That's okay. And has really good nice graphics and whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is. As you know, RGG kind of explained uh, a big portion of that pre-marketing and, you know, months and months, years of buildup is to have those day one sales to generate those dollars because, you know, once consumers spend that 60, they're most likely not going to get that back. And, uh, you know, if, if you don't do that type of marketing campaign, you open yourself up more for shitty reviews to come out and then people don't buy your game. So I can see it in that sense and where you're kind of, uh, you know, almost, um, fluffing up your game as Anthem might have done to try to sell more copies right off the bat to, to, um, at least get closer to that bottom line. But at the same time, I'm I, I'm always curious about that because I know, for example, when Anthem was first uh, coming out here uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe months ago, I was doing quite a bit of research on, you know, uh, E3 demos and all this other stuff to see how the game looked because I was considering buying it on day one, too. I was like, this looks actually kind of interesting. It looks pretty neat. And then, you know, after watching it for a little bit, I was like, ah, it looks kind of repetitive. So I don't know, man. You know, it's easy to shit on these devs and all this other stuff, and it's really easy to look at the successes like Horizon Zero Dawn and the successes of Red Dead and the the successes of God of War and the successes of Spider-Man, and and it's easy for us to go, God, fuck EA, fuck Bethesda for their Fallout 76 bullshit game, you know, fuck 
all these big time devs that are focusing more on online play and uh, loot crates and this gambling microtransaction system. Um, but at the same time, you know, they're doing it for a reason. And, and I think, unfortunately, sometimes I, I, I know that RGG is convinced that we are the majority, but sometimes I'm, I'm concerned that we're the minority. You know, it's like, uh, it's similar to people that watch Fox News. It's like half the time that they're out seeking opinions on things, they're not seeking opinions, you know, to necessarily combat whatever it is that they're thinking. They're looking for things that validate their concerns or prove that they're correct. And sometimes I'm worried that, that we, we as, you know, older adult video game players have that same have that same mentality. Now, of course, if you go to IGN, Metacritic, as RGG was talking about, Anthem gets a bad rap. But, you know, these fucking kids that are spending $60, people that enjoy those types of games aren't doing that. They're just going out and purchasing them. And, uh, you know, I, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know how big of a, a role these reviews and things like that actually play in games. You know, there is a lot of ba- backlash on, like, Battlefront 2, for example, when that came out. Like, there was a lot of backlash that the game was shit, blah, blah, blah. But was it as big as we thought it was? At the end of the day, it's going to come down to numbers. So in a few months, we'll look at Anthem's numbers, see how that, if that impacted anything. And if that's the case, then great. If not, then maybe we're sitting here complaining about things that don't matter. Now to Isaac's friend who apparently said that uh, Anthem had a better campaign than Witcher 3. Um, I don't necessarily know that that's even fanboyism. Um, I'll argue with RGG on that. I don't know if that's fanboyism or, or to me, what I've noticed in a lot of my friends is they feel fucking dumb as shit that they spend $60 on a game. So they are looking for any way possible to um, basically say that they don't have buyer's remorse. So... You know, and that and that happens a lot. It's like a honeymoon phase in a relationship. You buy a game and you're like, wow, these are really cool features. You know, Riles had it with Fallout 76. Ask him about it. He was the exact same way. And then after putting some time into it, you're like, actually, you know what? I think a lot of the complaints people were making were actually probably accurate. But, you know, right now it's just people spent $60 on the game and they simply don't want to say that they made a mistake. People don't like admitting that they're wrong, especially when money's involved. Then you look even more dumb. So um, while, you know, I do think there are some fanboys that are like, you know, I like EA, I like Bioware, I like Bethesda. I think people are willing to admit when the game shit, but when they put $60 behind it, it's hard for them to do that. Like I had a friend that purchased um, No Man's Sky on, on opening day, and I don't, I don't care who you are. You could not argue that the game was that good. Um, but this guy would, I mean, he was like, oh, I'm putting all these hours into it. And you know, if you lower your expectations, it's this and all this other fun stuff. And it's like, no, man, I'm pretty sure you just, you're kind of disappointed that you spend $60 and you don't want me to think you're a fucking idiot for doing so, even though I already do. So I think that's a big, uh, reason. I think a lot of people can probably relate to that as to, you know, if you spend $60 on something you want, you know, you don't want to be like, fuck, I can't believe I just spent $60 on nothing. I look like a, I feel like a fucking idiot. So um, that's kind of why I think people probably bad games that aren't, aren't necessarily worth, uh, you know, what they would have spent on them. But anyways, I'm laying here on my couch right now. I just got eating Cody Island. I'm going to start a new series with Riles Beniles, a way out. Uh, it's on sale on the PSN right now. We're going to do a co-op campaign playthrough and we're going to stream it. We're going to see how it goes. Um, really quick. I want to give Far Cry 5 a shout out. Um, Far Cry, I think a lot of times gets lumped into being just kind of this action packed 
FPS shooter that gets really boring and repetitive, um, but has a lot of fun and quirky characters in it. Far Cry 5, to me, uh, is one of the best games uh, that I've played in a couple of years, I think. Um, I don't think I need to go into too much explanation in saying that, obviously, you know, the FPS format, it's one of the most fun, action-packed FPS uh, games that there is. You know, it's basically like, to me, it's like Call of Duty, but you're in an open-world format. I th- you know, just like the ability to run around, and it's so fast-paced, um, but you can get from point A to point B, you know, so quick using various means. It's just a really, really fun game, but the the great part about Far Cry 5 is I think the story is absolutely awesome. This this religious cult-type um, format, uh, the characters, uh, at, at least the villains, to me, feel very fleshed out. You have a lot of really cool interactions with them that makes the story seem worthwhile. Um, you know, some of the side quests, side characters don't really mean as much. I wish they could have fleshed that out a little bit more, but... Um, nonetheless, I thought, I thought Far Cry 5 was phenomenal. If you're on the fence about it, there's a lot of, uh, sales going on right now where you can get it for like 20 bucks. I think it's really, really worth it. You know, I didn't play Far Cry Primal. Um, it just didn't look like my cup of tea. I heard some bad things about it. Far Cry 4, 3, those games were always, I always thought they were pretty good, but for some reason I just couldn't relate, couldn't identify with the situation, you know, being in like the mountains and being in fucking, you know, just being in the Middle East and all this other shit. You know, in Far Cry Five, you're in Montana. Um, you're in this ru- you're in this rural community. It just feels very relatable. So, you know, if it, I would say, give Far Cry Five a chance. I think it's a really good game, um, and and that's kind of my two cents on on the newest uh, edition of Far Cry. Uh, that's gonna do it for me. Like I said, I gotta get out of here. I'm gonna play some games with the Riles. Hopefully, I'll have this edited later today, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time for Regular Guy Gaming right here on the Grapple Talk Network.